0: what 3D printers should you be buying for your elementary classroom? Well, I have my personal preference, which we will talk about in this quick episode. I reached out to some of my STEM teacher friends and a lot of you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore to get your insight. And you all gave me such awesome information that I wanted to create a short episode with all of your responses and capture it in one place. So let's jump in into these recommendations. Welcome to STEM Spotlight. When you only have a few minutes to spare, this short segment is perfect for you. We'll highlight resources, tips, and strategies that you can easily implement right away. I'm your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned K-5 STEM teacher and coach. Thanks for being here. Now let's jump into our STEM spotlight for today. If you haven't checked them out already, the last two episodes before this one were all about 3D printing, so make sure to check those out. In episode 69, I talked about the top tips for 3D printing in the elementary classroom and some lesson plan ideas of what I do with kindergarten through fifth grade. And then the one after that was episode 70, where I interviewed Bruce Wyman, and he has extensive knowledge when it comes to 3D printing, and he taught elementary STEM and is currently in the middle school space and also had a 3D printing company. So he has a lot of knowledge and expertise, so definitely go back and take a look listen to those, and then this episode will be, like I said, those recommendations that you guys gave me. Before we jump into these recommendations, none of these are sponsored, by the way, and these are comments from STEM teachers like you and who have experienced using them. Of course, there are more 3D printers out there, so this is definitely just a snapshot of some that are being used in classrooms today. The first brand we're going to talk about is MakerBot, and the brand that I have currently is the MakerBot Sketch Classroom, and I really, really, really love them. When I entered my classroom, there was an older printer left in my room. It was a MakerBot brand. I'm not sure what it is. I know it's not made anymore, and it was fine, but it was really old. It was probably like, you know, when... (laughs) 3D printers were just getting implemented in classrooms, it was probably good for its time, but there definitely needed to be some upgrades. So that's actually what started my search, to be honest, into Maker, MakerBot, because that was the brand that was already in my room. And so I found the MakerBot Sketch Classroom, and I've been absolutely impressed. I got them right before the 2020 shutdown of March 2020. And since then, I've had zero issues. So I have two printers, lots of filament rolls. uh, you got the teacher and student training along with that, all under $2,000. And it was literally, I took them out of the box, turned them on, and I was good to go. I didn't have to set anything up. So I love it. It's been great for me. I print thousands of prints and no issues. So definitely love it. Over on Instagram at Compute Create Teach, she has two MakerBot Replicator Pluses, so different brand, and she loves the cloud printer software that it comes with, which is probably the same software that I'm using as well. So when we talk about cloud-based printing, that means that you're setting up the prints on your computer in their web-based platform, and you are able to wirelessly wirelessly send the 3D prints to the printers. So I'm not hooking up a computer directly. So she sounds like she's not either. Um, Her printers, she actually hooks up her printers specifically to ethernet ports. So she probably has that uh, uh, wireless setting on her printers, but just, you know, how schools can be with the internet access. She hooks them up to ethernet ports to keep her internet more reliable. And then... For a different brand, she's getting two Flashforge printers coming up, which that's another brand we're going to talk about. At Learning in Bliss, has also has um, two MakerBot replicators. Not sure if it's the Plus or not. She said those have also been very dependable and thousands of prints each year. So um, she also has a Flashforge Finder, and um, hopefully that is going well for her as well. At essentially, ALF has an XYZ, which I had never heard of this brand before, and I asked her more about it, and they said, eh, it's just so-so, so nothing exo- over the top, but is absolutely loving the MakerBot Sketch Classroom, and that is what I have. And then Mathematically Enthused, which is Kelly Hogan, which you heard from her on the podcast back in episode 45. So go and check out her episode. She's a K through 6 Steam teacher. She also has a MakerBot brand, is really enjoying it. And then at Steph Funny2 also has a MakerBot sketch. So overall, based on the findings, there's a variety of brands in MakerBot. It sounds like people have been really impressed so far, at least with these newer models, and it's been a good brand in those classrooms. The next big brand that we hear about a lot is Flash Forge. I asked my STEM teacher friend, Alex Hull, and he has a Flash Forge Creator Pro. He says it's good. So what's cool is there's a dual extrusion. So I looked that up. I actually didn't know what that was. What I found, you can mix two colors. So you can have two different colors going, which that's pretty awesome. And I bet I tell my students this. I bet they're already even out there, but printers that have all the colors in there, kind of like an inkjet printer. And kids would love it if their designs could be printed in the colors that they design them. I I bet it's out there or... It will be mainstream soon. Um, It's also a Bowdoin tube printer, and it has a self-leveling bed. So on his Flash Forward Pro, it will level itself. Um, So that means that you don't have to do it. Um, It's the right distance for the bed plate and the extruder so it can print all the layers correctly. So my MakerBot Sketch Classroom is also self-leveling. I don't have to do anything. Um, With his Flash Forge, he says it's older, and so I researched out there. There's other Flash Forge, newer ones out there. Um, So he was having issues with the software for his, but like I said, there are newer models that are doing well. So my friend Becca McMillan, which you heard from on episode 40, she is the Flash Forge finder, and just looking at it on the website, it seems like it's all out of the box, a lot like mine. Um, it's an affordable price. She likes it. And hers has Polar Cloud. So again, you can send the prints wirelessly, which definitely is a game changer, not having one computer set up to your printer. I feel like a lot of the newer printers are going this direction anyway, because it does really wear out your computer when it's connected directly. And then at Mrs. Genenbauer, 18 also has a Flash Forge, not sure what brand, but That's something that she has in her classroom. And then another popular brand is Lulzbot. And so my same friend Alex, so he has a lot of different printers in his room. So that's really interesting, too, that he can mix and match his experience. Um, He has the Lulzbot Mini 2, number two. He says it's meh. (laughs) Um, What's frustrating is that he actually has different size filament for this printer than his other ones. So that can be more expensive when your printers use Different size filament, and the beds are really tiny. So that definitely, if you want to create something bigger, that could be definitely a challenge. Um, I would say m- most of these printers I'm talking about too are like desktop size. So none of these are ginormous. And in the elementary space, you don't need a ginormous 3D printer. To be honest, it would be nice to have, but not needed. Um, so then, with his Lulzbot Mini 2, he definitely has constant issues that are definitely fixable. But it's annoying when you're managing a lot of prints. And that's what I definitely talked about in episode 69. When it comes to 3D printing, the kids creating actually isn't the hard part. It's actually managing them from a teacher side. So you definitely want to have something that's user-friendly and doesn't cause you any problems. My um, friend Jen Seavey, which she was on the podcast too on episode 22 about engineering design sprints, she has three Lulz bots. And she said, once you get to know them, they're great. And once you understand, so it sounds like there's like more um, of a knowledge base that you need for Lulzbot, just based on what you guys are saying. Um, The software that slices the print. So when you create, have the kids create in a program, you have to take their print and put it into the slicing software, which tells the print how many layers you need and what order it's going to be in. Um, She says that the software can be a little tricky and it just has all these updates and everything. So um, (laughs) this is a side note. She actually (laughs) accidentally bought some filament, which is the plastic that you use to print with that was flexible. And so once she printed these keychain designs that kids made, the keychains were kind of like movable, which was a happy accident. And then um, somebody else at B is for Burns has a little bot. So definitely, again, another um, printer it just sounds like there's more of a learning curve. Um, definitely something you'll have to get used to. Um, again, my friend has another printer. I've never heard of this brand, but he loves it. So my friend Alex has the Creality Ender 3. So because he does have so many, he definitely can have a direct comparison. He loves it. Um, He doesn't have to manually level the bed, which is great. And he can print over 100 prints and everything will print correctly. And the nozzle goes in the right place, which I definitely have that experience as well. It's also a Bowden tube printer, which I mentioned before. And that means it's how the filament is led into the 3D printer. So I found an article about this just to compare that type of printer to another, which I will link in the show notes. So you can see a visual as to what that means. Um, Other brands that aren't, as popular just didn't pop up as much when I asked you, um, at Chrissy B45 has a Prusa and then at Amy J. Rennick and at Auntie Mary 13 has a Dremel. So you definitely just want to do your research and price comparison. Um, if you are a beginner, definitely look for something that is like out of the box, doesn't need a whole lot of extra setup. And also look for something that has cloud-based printing software, which I feel like most are going this way, but You also want to double check. So those are some two really big things what you're looking for. And you really definitely ask around, look for reviews. We will even, we can talk about this in my upcoming book club, um, virtual book club, where yes, we'll talk about the books, but we can also talk about strategies and build a community and talk about these things. So um, definitely doing your research, but hopefully this helps guide just kind of top brands to look for. I'll definitely link all of these in the show notes for you, but hopefully this will kick off your research and just know where a starting point is and where to go. Also, I recommend buying straight from their websites, the actual manufacturer website, so you can get direct support. Thank you so much for all of your suggestions and reaching out and hopefully I can do more episodes like this one to help you out more in your STEM space. Thanks for listening to our short episode. Have a STEM topic you want me to spotlight? Let me know on Instagram by sending a DM to at Naomi Meredith underscore, or send an email to Elementary STEM Coach Podcast at gmail.com. Can't wait to connect.